today on the Rita Mimi Do It Show. You know, why should large companies get to do all of the fun things? They get to take themselves away on retreats to beautiful locations. They have social events. They do all kinds of team building things that overall are pretty cool. Why do they get to have all of the fun? I asked myself that a long time ago, maybe like seven years ago, after I got out of corporate America and I was running my own business. And I decided, and I've been doing it now for about six years, that every quarter I would take myself away on a retreat. And that's what I do. Every quarter, I take myself on a solo CEO retreat. No husband, no family members, no friends, just me. In fact, I just completed my mid-year solo CEO retreat. So what exactly is a solo CEO retreat? This is a time to disconnect from the day-to-day activity of my business. All the things that are involved day in and day out in running my business, this is a complete disconnect time from those things so that I can do long-term planning. So sometimes these retreats include things like goal setting, brainstorming sessions, a lot of white space, a lot of silence and thinking, journaling, always something creative, and always, always visiting the local place that I go and meeting local people, especially visiting local businesses and meeting the local business owners. And After this retreat is done, I always come home refreshed with elevated goals and new ideas and strong connections. And so today, I'm giving you a peek into my solo CEO 2021 mid-year retreat, including the tools that I used, how I set intentional goals, how I reviewed my goals, how I reviewed my year, and how I used all of this information to really set my strategy for the second half of the year in a way that's going to move my business forward. And I'm going to tell you how you can easily conduct your own mid-year review so that you can create a plan for the rest of 2021 that serves both you and your bottom line. And that's what we're going to talk about on today's episode of the Rita Made Me Do It show. Because of Rita, I got on the news. Because of Rita, I had 15 speaking engagements last year. Because of Rita, I've become a six-figure business owner. Because, because of Rita, because of Rita, Rita I've doubled my revenue by doubling my clients. I'm Rita, business strategist, speaker, and success coach also known as the gal who went on 35 dates in 35 days and blogged all about it. And this is the Rita Made Me Do It show, where every week I bring you the real information about what it takes to go all in on your dreams so that you can build a profitable business and live a positive life. Some weeks I'll have a guest and others it'll be just you and me, like we're out on my deck sharing a bottle of wine. The conversation, yeah, it'll be that real. I'm going to make a guess and just say that if you are listening to this episode, you have a pretty good foundation for your business. You have a solid foundation, but if you're like everyone, at some point, 2021 just got away from you. There's been a lot going on for the past like year and a half, but this happens about the midway mark of every year. We start the year off. Uh, with, you know, 
strong clarity, good intentions, some goals, some ideas. But then as we step into it, as we step into life, as we step into our days, things just start getting away from us. I mean, maybe you had to put your business behind other priorities that came up. Because everything is, I mean, everything always changes, but the world is changing in a big way again. So maybe you've had to put your business behind a lot of other priorities that just popped up and were unanticipated. You know, perhaps your days feel a bit chaotic because schedules are changing, summer is nearing, and you're having difficulty sticking to a normal routine. Or it could be that the ways that you were growing your business, the ways that you've been doing that, feel outdated, right? The online space especially shifts rapidly, but the business world, the business community shifts rapidly. And so maybe just some of your strategy feels a little out of touch or a little outdated. And it could be very possible that you had to make a fast pivot in your business in order to be able to serve your audience at the start of the year. But now you're ready to pivot again. You either want to get back to something that you were doing before that pivot, or you want to incorporate some new ideas, or it could be that your business boomed. Your business boomed in 2021, and you found yourself with more clients and more sales, more opportunities, and let's be honest then, more work than what you've planned for. So whatever the first six months of the year brought your business, you know that you are ready for more. You're ready for more efficiency. You're ready for more intentionality and opportunities. You're ready for more clients. You're ready for more impact. You're ready for more profit. It's whatever it is, you're ready. And you're listening to this episode because you're now ready to carve out time. You're ready to carve out the time necessary to evaluate your business and build a strategy that creates more efficiency more revenue, and more fun. Because, and I'm going to lead with this always, planning for profit, planning for profit in your business is about much more than just planning to make quick cash while you burn out. You just can't do that. Planning for profit means creating strategies that really drive your business forward while sustaining it for the long term. And to do that, you have to keep your focus on the things that matter most. You have to understand what it means to cultivate the mindset that's required to generate those kind of figures in your business. And you have to create a strategy that feels good and supports the life that you want to live. Because without all of those things in place, you lose the clarity and you lose the momentum to bring big results. And the mid-year, the mid-year mark is a time to recalculate regroup and get all of that clarity back so that you have the focus on the right actions, giving you all of that momentum that's necessary for those kind of results. You know, when potential clients contact me, they contact me usually full of frustration. They're frustrated over a variety of things, but really they're frustrated that they aren't seeing results in their business, the results that they want to see. They might be seeing results, but it's not happening the way that they wanted, or they're seeing results, but not exactly the quantity of results that they wanted, right? A variety, or they're just not seeing specific results at all, but they're frustrated that they aren't seeing those results in their business. And when I dig into it, 
it's usually because they're spending their days focused on the wrong things. You know, focus is great. (laughs) Focus is important. But if you don't know what to focus on, then it's just not going to be much help. And that's why in this episode, I'm giving you a peek into my solo CEO mid-year review to help give you a process to step out of confusion, to step out of overwhelm, to step out of the rabbit hole, right? And into results, into your goals. Even if you're thinking, well, you know, I guess the year just kind of went the way it went and the goals that I had, well, you know, they're just probably not doable this year. I mean, we're already midway through the year, so maybe these goals can happen next year. So even if you're thinking that, I'm going to give you a process to step away from that and step back into those goals because it all still can be done. It all still can happen. Success really comes from two different things. Success comes from who you're being and success comes from the things you stop doing. So the first way that you step into business success is by moving out of the service provider seat, moving out of the service provider role momentarily into the CEO role fully. On a day-to-day basis, we're kind of wearing all the hats when you are a single member LLC, you're a solopreneur, whatever you call yourself, when it's you and not a full team of employees, right? Not a full team of people invested in different roles in your business. It You're wearing all the hats on a given day. So you're both the CEO and the service provider and sales and marketing and admin. Even if you have contractors or a team in some capacity, you're usually still wearing all the hats. But for this, it's important that you're fully in the CEO seat. And that means you have to get away from everything else. Because The service provider especially. The service provider is focused on sales, clients, getting clients and serving those clients. Getting clients, serving those clients. If there aren't clients, the service provider wants clients so they can serve the clients, right? So getting clients and serving clients. But the CEO, the CEO has to look at so many different pieces of the business to make the decisions that are necessary to move the business forward in ways that are profitable and sustainable. And so you have to, I mean, it is a non-negotiable to carve out this time. I think daily, I think weekly, but what we're talking about here is quarterly and especially at the midway mark. But it's important to carve out this time and disconnect from everything else in your business so that you can fully operate from the place of CEO because your business can't function without a CEO and you're it. So you have to allow yourself the time to actually fully be that CEO. So planning quarterly and especially the mid-year retreat allows you that space and time to collect all of the data necessary to make adjustments or to recalculate your strategy or to strengthen the support that you need so that you are able to sharpen that focus and take action on what matters most and really achieve what you want to achieve by the end of the year for your business. So let's talk a little bit about what my days overall look like when I actually take myself away on a retreat. So now you can understand, yes, you can 100% do 
a mid-year review without going on a full-fledged three-day retreat like I do. But I don't suggest it because (laughs) if you didn't take away anything from what I just said, I hope you'll just take away this one thing, which is to do this, you have to get away from the day-to-day. You have to get away from the day-to-day of your business. And if you're in the same environment, if you're around the same things, if you're around the same people, chances are you're going to fall into the same habits and the same days that you're having. And it's going to be very easy to get distracted. And what would take you know, a shorter amount of time is going to take longer or you're going to be more tempted to push things off or you're just not going to have that mindset, that focus, that innovative and creative uh, mindset that you need when you're around your similar environments and your similar routine. So hopefully you can see why I set this up as a three-day retreat. But if you're not able to do it as a three-day retreat, that's okay, right? You can still use you know, all of these concepts on your own schedule. But again, I'm just going to say, you should probably make it a habit every quarter to plan two or three days away, even if it's at your own house, but like go somewhere. In fact, I want you to get out of your house. (laughs) Go to a coffee shop if you have to. Find a co-working space for three days and just get a day pass, whatever it is. Even if it's not far, I think it really is important to break out of your day-to-day. So That's why I structure it as three days, but you can do it in blocks. You can do it around your schedule. You can do it in your time frame that will work for you. But I think that the non-negotiable piece is making sure you're in an environment where you're disconnected for at least half a day of your day-to-day and from your normal people, places, spaces, and routines. So let me tell you in general kind of what my days include. They include a combination of things, but always like a morning routine, a morning ritual. This can include things like journaling and affirmations to put my mindset in the right place so that I'm entering all of the work from having my thoughts in alignment with the results that I want, because that's going to be really important. You've heard me say this before, your thoughts create your feelings and your feelings dictate your actions, what you decide to do, what you won't do, and the results that you ultimately get stem from those actions. So you really want to go into this of the mindset that is in alignment with those results that you want in your business. So having this like morning routine allows me to do that. I also do exercise, some kind of walk, some kind of movement to get my blood flowing, to get my brain really pumping and working the way it needs to for the creative kind of thinking that has to happen in this review. And then, of course, I'm doing the review. We're going to talk about that a little bit, but I'm doing pieces of the review. I always make sure to stop for lunch, to stop for meals and get fresh air. And then I'm always closing out by looking at my takeaways, by looking at, you know, what am I taking away from that day? And what does that mean in terms of the most important actions to take? Because what can happen is, You're going to have a list of things that you're going to want to do as a result of this retreat. But if you don't kind of prioritize the most important actions, what's going to happen is you're going to come home and it's going to feel overwhelming and you're probably not going to do anything. So you always have to pull out, these are the the most important things, the three most important actions from today to take. And then I always, always, always do a creative project. It's usually like a vision board for the upcoming, if it's at the beginning of the year, or maybe retooling and recalculating it for the midway of the year, but it doesn't have to be. You can do anything creative. Just 
by being creative, whether it's painting or it's coloring or it's putting something together with your hands, your brain is going to exercise different pieces of itself. And that will help you stay innovative and fresh in everything that you're doing during this retreat. And if you did travel, right, do what I do. I always get out and I experience the people, the sights and the sounds of where I am. Because it's like, otherwise, why go somewhere, right? I want to be in a different environment. But meeting these people, going to these businesses, hearing these conversations, it always does two things for me. It instills me with new ideas that infuse into different things in my business. And it always gives me some really great connections that end up being valuable, not just for me personally, but for my entire community and my network. So that's kind of what my days as a whole look like, a mix of all of those things. So then let's get to the good stuff. I mean, not that everything I haven't said already isn't good. It's great, right? Let's just put that on the table. It's absolutely wonderful. But I know what you're here for. You're like, but Rita, what are you doing in your mid-year review? Like, what's the actual substantive stuff that you're reviewing? So I am going to tell you, but I'm also letting you know, I'm not giving you everything that I do. And that's because I went ahead and I created this as a guide for you. So I created the Solo CEO 2021 Mid-Year Retreat Guide. And this guide consists of three things, okay? The guide consists of the actual workbook that has every single section, every single question that I answer over the course of the three days for my review. This is the exact same workbook and guide that I use. It also contains the agenda, how to structure the three days, the order that I do things, um, the, the, the way that I space out my days. It's all there. And it includes a call with me. It includes a private call with me so that you're able to review this and you're able to identify your gaps or get clear on the steps to take going forward. And guys, I did this all for only $47. So you can go right to the show notes right now, click on the link in the show notes and just dive into it. You can follow along with your own. I mean, I wanted to make this super affordable so that you can do it, be helped by it, and experience, you know, everything that you need to reach the goals that you want to reach by the end of the year. And I knew that these were the pieces that you needed. You needed the full agenda. You needed every single question I answer. And you most likely do need a call with me because they're not, they're going to be questions that you're just not going to know the answers to. And they're going to be questions where you kind of want some more clarity or just things you want to declare. Because when we declare them, it makes it more likely to achieve. So that's why I bundled all of those things up for $47. It's like, okay, I want you to have it. I want you to get it. And guys, you could reuse this. I mean, over and over and over year after year, right? You can reuse the guide and the agenda all the time. So if you're here because you're like, I really want a CEO, high-level, professional review to conduct for my business, then go grab this right now. It's only going to be on sale through the end of the month of June. On the last day of June, that's the last day, because then we're midway, right? We're going to be midway through the year. So you want to go grab it. And if you do, let me know, because I'm going to be really excited to have that call with you. So just know this isn't every single question. You're going to need every single question to really get all of the data, right? But 
you're going to have a really good understanding and idea of what it is that I do during this retreat. So day one, the morning after I do all of these other things I was talking about is all about reflecting. I have to really dig into the first half of the year. So this is where I grab my power sheets. Now, if you've listened to this podcast before, you know that I use something called Power Sheets, which is an intentional goal setting tool. And I'll, I'll put a link. Let me even write down to do that. I'm going to put a link to Power Sheets as well so that you can check it out. But Power Sheets is what I use to set my goals for the year, for the entire year. And it, it really does step into its own name, which is an intentional goal setting planner. And it has a whole process all of its own to help you set intentional goals. So at the beginning of 2021, that's exactly what I did. I worked through the PowerSheet system. Now, that is way more comprehensive than we're going into for a mid-year review. But I just want you to know it's important to have whatever you used, whether it was PowerSheets or it was something else, you need to have that on hand and handy to flip through. So that's what I do. I look back at what were all of my goal ideas. And so I see that at the beginning of 2021, I wanted to do things like step into speaking and including uh, working on a revision to some of my talks with a speaker coach and getting clarity around some things there. I wanted to improve some relationships and improve my health. And I wanted to grow my business and I wanted to have a life-giving home. So I look at all of the big ideas, but the most important page, and there are many, if you can't hear me flipping through, I'm flipping through so many pages of things in the PowerSheet system that helps you set these intentional goals. But for the mid-year review, there are a couple of things that I look at more than others. So what I do is I go to what matters most to me. What will matter to me when I'm 80 years old? Okay, when I'm 80, when I'm 90, What is going to matter the most? Because I need to make sure that no matter what has already happened this year, that whatever I do, whatever goals I set, whatever strategy I recalculate, retool for the second half of the year links to what matters the most. So those things for me for 2021, how I made people feel, my marriage, my relationship with God, my health, both physical and mental lives I've impacted and the ripple effects that those uh, impacts created, my relationships with friends and family, and financial security. So those are the things that will have mattered when I'm 80, 90, 100 years old. So I have to reverse engineer everything and make sure that all of my goals are linking to those things. So I just revisit that, right? Then I go to the, the goals that I set for the year. So what were the, like, they call them in power sheets, your like big picture goals. Like what are, I call them your big bucket goals. It's kind of like overall, what are the goals that you want to reach for the year that then all of your like quarterly goals, monthly goals can all fall under. So they're like the big umbrellas, right? And my goals were healthy habits and cultivating relationships, growing a very purposeful and profitable business, deepening my faith, creating meaningful impact, designing a life-giving home, exercising intentionality with my finances and experiencing more fun and travel, new places, new people. So I have to revisit those things because when I'm reviewing my year, 
a lot of it is going to be what's working and what's not. Have I really stepped into these big bucket goals? Have I stepped into what matters most, right? Why? Why not? And when I set my goals for the upcoming, you know, rest of the year, for the second half of the year, I need to make sure that they're going to link to that. So I have to go back and look at what was my big picture for 2021, all of the things that I just shared. And then I go through and I flip through my power sheets on a quarterly basis because I take those big goals, like cultivating healthy habits, and I break them down into quarterly goals. So to give you an example of how that works and what that looks like. Hopefully you can just hear me flipping my power sheets pages, guys. Like, for example, uh, for cultivating healthy habits for Q1, it was taking care of my body. And that included things like doctor's appointments, a new skincare routine, and some nutrition. But for quarter two, it was about movement, moving more. And so I have to revisit those and say, hey, like what's working, what's not? So I have to revisit what my quarterly goals were and if they were met and if they weren't met. So I'm really, as you can tell, digging into my goals. And then I'm like, okay, so what jumps out at me when I look at that? Like what jumps out when I see all of this? What is popping up? What's working? What's not what needs attention, what needs to be set to the side, what feels a little chaotic, what feels like it's working really well and why, right? So there's a lot more to it, but it's a big dive into this whole reflection. And then I look at my word of the year. So if you don't have a word of the year, (laughs) that's also part of the power sheet system. But like my word of the year for 2021 was rich, or it is rich because it's still 2021, right? But I wrote down the definition of that word for me. So the definition is, you know, in fact, what I wrote down is, why did I choose this word? The many definitions of this word embody not only what I want to create, but also how I want my creations, my year, my business, my life, and my relationships to feel. I want them to feel rich, pleasantly deep and strong, full of diversity and complexity, abundant, wealthy, existing in large quantities, really fueled, right? These are all of the definitions of the word rich. And so I keep that in front of me during my year, you know, my review of the year so far as well to say, am I living this word out? Where can I live this word out better? How could I have lived it out better in my Q1 goals and my Q2 goals, right? So hopefully that gives you an idea, like an overall picture of what I'm doing for that first part of the review, which is really kind of that reflecting over the first half of the year, identifying common threads, seeing how I'm feeling, identifying, you know, my thoughts, my feelings, uh, and my, my reactions to my actions, and what all of that may mean for what needs to be addressed. Then I hop into the next section, which It's all about sales. So it's about sales and revenue. It's about looking at my profit margin. It's really like a sales revenue and profit review. Now, I can't give you everything that I review in this section. Again, really, guys, $47 for everything. I mean, question by question, section by section. I hope you'll go and get it because I think I know 100% you will find this guide incredibly valuable. And like I said, you can reuse it. I know I do. I reuse the same thing year after year after year after year. So it's like one low purchase. It's going to give you what you need to repeat this review and retreat every single year in your business. But this section, uh, this includes things like 
how much money have I made each month? Not just overall, but I break it down on a monthly basis. What was my revenue every month? And then where did that money come from? What products, what services, what was the revenue generated from each of those products, from each of those services? I have to really like put a magnifying glass up to my sales so that I'm able to understand what my best-selling products were, what my worst-selling products were, uh, what were my biggest money makers when I look at everything involved, what were my poorest in terms of you know labor versus uh, the money that it pulls in? What was I going to sell? This is something I look at all the time. I have a marketing calendar, right? And it's like, oh, well, I was supposed to sell this in the month of March, but I obviously did not because, and and this is like a real thing without giving you too much detail. I was going to sell something in March and I made like a course correction and decided not to. So I deviated from my marketing calendar. So as I'm doing this review, it's like, oh, my marketing calendar said that I was going to sell this particular thing in March and I did not. And here's where my money came from instead. Because I have to look at that going forward. Is the thing that I tabled for March something that I want to sell in the future? Is it something I want to sell next year? Like, I have to know this stuff. So I have to ask myself, did my sales align with my marketing calendar? How on track am I for everything? How on track am I for individual sales goals of different items, for registrations, for different programs, for uh, profit, uh, for, you know, money generated overall for taxes. How on track am I for taxes and paying those estimated taxes? Um, You know, I, I look at my expenses in this section. What were my expenses? What needs to change? Is there any money that I'm owed? Are there outstanding invoices? What do I want to do about it uh, from the first you know, half of the year? What can I do to avoid that for the second half of the year? So I'm doing a really deep dive into like sales and into profit and into revenue so that I'm able to really look at the money. And then I close it out, right? I close out day one. And to to close out day one, I have to look at a couple of things. I have to look at, you know, what happened in my life during each month of the year. So not business related. Like, did I, I, I always use this. Guys are going to think I fight with Chuck all the time. I don't, <laughs> but I always use this as like my example. Did I have a fight with Chuck? If so, I probably wrote it down on my calendar if it was a memorable fight, right? And then I'm going to know, oh, hey, like, so this was that time frame that I was, I'll give you a real world example. I had COVID, guys. I had COVID in January of 2021. I had COVID. I had to get the antibody infusion, right? It kind of knocked me out for a few days. So I definitely need to write down the end of January, beginning of February, I was dealing with COVID. Because when I'm looking at my sales, when I'm looking at my marketing, when I'm looking at all of the pieces of everything that's involved in this review, that's going to be really important to say, ah, but this was when this was happening. And what does that mean for, you know, what the numbers, what the data means, what the sales mean, and what the marketing means, and all of this. Is it something that I need to do anything about? Was it just a life circumstance? How did I perform with that life circumstance? What do I need to do in the future, right? So uh, whatever those things are for you, you really need to look at your calendar. And you need to get a handle on what was happening in your life during each month. Because you can see how that impacted 
in a good or bad way on your business. And so you have to write that out and you have to then kind of pull from that. Well, what, if anything, needs to change to make things better? Um, what worked? What didn't work? What do you need more of? What do you need less of? Right. What what is your where does your focus need to be? And then we get into these takeaways. So we get into these. Well, what are the takeaways and what are the top actions that I need to take based on these takeaways? Um, so that's kind of like day one. Right. So we're doing a review of all things. We're doing a review of our life. We're doing a review of our money. We're doing a review of our goals so that we can really pull out of there what we need to pull out to be able to look at it right under a magnifying glass as we go forward for the rest of the review slash retreat. So then remember, guys, it's not just this happening in the retreat. Like when you get the guide, you're going to see the whole agenda. It's not just work, 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 right? But now we're on day two. So obviously, if day one was a review, day two, we're looking ahead. We have to look ahead to the second half of the year. So this is where I have you look at your calendar and answer the questions around marketing. You're going to answer questions about uh, where you're predicting you're going to get your revenue from. Uh, What are your content topics? What are you going to be talking about? Uh, How does all of this line up with your sales you know, objectives. And then I'm going to have you look at certain metrics, what I call leading metrics. So let me tell you what leading metrics are. One of my my number one way, guys, this is like a little masterclass within this podcast. So I always talk to my clients about having what I call an all-in strategy. And in the review, you're going to go into your all-in strategy. But here's a nutshell of what the all-in strategy is. One main way to build awareness in your business, and then one main way to nurture relationships with the people who are becoming aware of your business, one main sales flow to generate the revenue in your business, right? So one, one, one. And when you know what it is, then you know what your leading metrics need to be, which are the most important metrics for you to measure in your business. So let me give you an example here of that. So uh, my number one way of generating awareness in my business is speaking. Obviously, in 2021, that was a lot of virtual speaking, and now I'm moving back to in-person. But speaking is the number one way of generating awareness in my business. So then the metrics dealing with speaking are going to be the most important metrics for me to measure over any other way that I might be generating awareness of my business. So I have to look at how many times did I apply to speak? How many times was I accepted? How many people were in the audience? How many uh, you know, emails did I get from the times that I spoke? How many potential clients, sales calls, et cetera? All of the metrics from speaking so that I can see is speaking helping? Should speaking really be still the number one way to generate awareness in my business? And based on this year's review, the answer is yes. It's a resounding yes. It is still working. It is working well, even despite everything that happens. So that's why knowing what your all-in strategy is, is so important because that will then help focus you on the metrics that matter, right? The right metrics uh, for really making solid decisions in your business. Now, the relationship nurturing strategy, 
when I'm looking at the metrics there, the number one way that I nurture relationships is in my Facebook community. So I have a Facebook community, the All in Entrepreneur, and that's the number one way I nurture relationships. I have a newsletter. I'm on Clubhouse. I do. I have this podcast. There are a lot of things I'm doing, but my number one nurturing kind of strategy is my Facebook group. So then I need to really dig into the metrics of my Facebook group to make sure that my Facebook group is working. So how many people joined overall uh, per month? How many people did I lose each month? What topics were the most engaged on topics, right? A whole bunch of different metrics. But you can see now the importance of really understanding what your all-in strategy is so that you can pull out of there the most important metrics. So the review guide will help guide you through that and answer questions around that, including what do you need to do you know, going forward? And then what does that mean for your sales, right? So I said the next area of the all-in is like, what is my main sales flow? So what's the main product or service that I'm really trying to drive people to? And what are the kind of surrounding products or services that help lead people to that? And so this guide will help you identify that as well. It might be something you already do, and it might not be. And then after you look at this, you can really get clear on other areas of your business. So what does this mean my marketing calendar needs to look like? And what does that mean for my content that I'm talking about to align with my marketing calendar? And just like you did on day one, you're going to have a closeout. You're going to review some things. You're going to pull out some actions. You're going to say, okay, these are my takeaways. And here are my most important actions to take based on these takeaways. And then you jump into the final day. And the final day is around revenue and sales planning. So remember, you did a revenue review, but now we're really going to plan. So you have to revisit some of this stuff. Like, what was your revenue goal? Um, How much have you generated? What's the difference, right? What's your revenue that you need to generate for the second half of the year? How far have you come towards your yearly goal? And so what's remaining? What's left? So that we can say, okay, now this is your revenue goal for the second half of the year. How does that feel? What needs to be adjusted? What does that mean for what you're selling? What does that mean on a monthly basis? What does that mean, again, for your marketing and for your content? So the guide guides you through some specific questions to help you get clarity around that and flesh all of that out. And then we get into kind of like one of the last real big sections, which is, so what do you need? Now, how about you looked at the year, you know what your year's been like, you know what worked, what didn't work. You kind of have this idea of where your sales have been, where they've come from, why it's all happened. You even know the metrics of like what's worked and why and what hasn't. Like, have your sales been because something wasn't getting good response or was it because you weren't showing up to market it the way that you needed to show up, right? When you're counting all of these like posts or metrics or whatever it is, the data that you're pulling, you're going to know. You're going to know the what and the why. So now that you know all of that and you know what you need to do going forward to still step into your goals, what that means for where your focus is and what you're going to sell, what do you need to support you in all of that? What people do you need to support you? What 
support people do you need to put into place to make sure that you are able to execute on all of this and really see it through? What resources do you need? What softwares do you need? What memberships do you need? What publications do you need? What tools do you need? What systems do you need, right? What systems do you need to achieve all of these goals? What shifts have to happen, right, with all of that? So that becomes very important. But the way that you end all of this, right, the way that you really end all of this, besides, you know, what are your top takeaways, right, which is going to be the true ending. But before we get to that, it has to focus on mindset. The review has to focus on your mindset again. We've been doing what you you haven't heard here because that's in the actual breakout of the agenda, right? But all of the mindset, all of kind of the routines that you're doing to have your mindset in the right place, in the right space, every day that you're doing this, we have to close this out with the mindset. Meaning you have to identify the intentions and decisions for your goals. So we've talked about this in another episode, but if you miss that one, I kind of want to break that out here right now. Your goals are the things you want to achieve, but your intentions are how you want achieving those goals to feel. So like, let's say a goal of mine is to make six figures in the next six months. My That's a goal. I want to generate $100,000 in the next six months. But my intention is, and I want to do it while what? I want to do it while prioritizing my health. I want to do it while having fun every day. I want to do it while feeling energy, or I want to do it while spending time with friends, or I want to do it while prioritizing my my marriage, right? Whatever the answers are to what I want to be true and how I want to feel while I'm working towards those goals, that becomes my intention. And I need to make sure that whatever I'm scheduling into the second half of the year allows me to live out that intention. So while some of the actions will be around the goal of, let's say, hitting six figures, I need to make sure that I'm prioritizing in everything that's coming up, right, the things that'll make me healthy or the time with my friends or making sure I'm having fun every day. Whatever those intentions were, I have to schedule for them. And then the last piece is, and what decisions do you have to make? What decisions do you have to make in order to achieve these goals? So if your thoughts are going against, right, these goals, you're going to feel all that resistance and all that chaos, and you're going to create the reality where you're not going to reach the goals. So some of the decisions may be, I have plenty of time to do everything I want. If time is kind of the issue for you, you might be looking at everything going, I don't have time to do all this. Are you kidding me? Like we're already halfway through the year and here's everything that's coming up the second half of the year. And there's just no way I'm going to be able to show up and do all of this. So if that's your thought, you've got to make a decision that there's plenty of time to do everything that you need to do to both live your life and grow your business. Or if you're looking at it thinking, oh my gosh, no one's going to want to pay X dollars for this service, then you have to make a decision that people want what I sell and they're excited to hire me. There are just certain decisions that you have to make in order to make these things true. And so you need to make those decisions. They're usually around time. It's usually around your ability. It's usually around, you know, things happen easily and effortlessly. I'm able to grow my business and have fun every day. Like, what decisions have to be made 
in order to make these goals easier for you. And so you do that. And then you're going to like really identify how am I going to review all this? How am I going to make sure that I'm stepping into these intentions? How am I going to make sure that I keep these decisions in my mind? How am I going to measure my mindset progress? How am I going to measure the progress on the actions towards my goals? And how am I going to make sure that I acquire all of the support that I've identified that I need? And then you get to like the closeout, closeout, which are like, what are all the takeaways? And, you know, what do I need to do more of and less of? And what really needs my focus? And um, here are all of my actions, kind of like 10 actions in order, right, for what I need to do. And so that's the overall gist of what I just did and what I just did to work through my review. And so where things landed, guys, right, as I look, and I'm going to share, I told you it was a behind the scenes peek, not just into my process, but kind of the peak overall into so what's going to go on, right, for the next, for the next half of the year. So I'm going to flip through again, you're going to be able to hear me flip through because I'm really sharing my answers from this with you, right? So here's what this looks like for you know, the upcoming quarters, I'm going to be focusing on things like my sleep and my mental health. That includes things like fun and recreation. Um, I'm going to be focusing on bonuses for clients and some fun gamification that I'm going to be doing in my business. I'm going to be focusing the second half of the year on um, some new income streams. So I'll, I'll talk to you about those in future episodes, I'm sure. But developing some new income streams. I'm going to be focusing on more PR. So PR is playing a big role for the second half of the year. And also on entertaining and spending time with friends, spending time with family. I mean, the world has pivoted. We're able to do that again. And I definitely want to. Speaking has a huge magnifying glass for the second half of the year, as does my website. So things like my website, two new talks that I'm kind of working on, refining my business model, which I'm going to be announcing because I've really, I think, honed in on what that is. So I'll be announcing that in the future. So it's like business model, speaking, website, friends, family, recreation, travel, health, right? These are all of the things that I'm going to be focusing on. And that all comes from this review that I did. Now, over the course of many episodes, you're going to hear details about my specific goals. You're going to hear details about the monthly things that I'm doing and how my progress is going and what all of that looks like. In fact, I think in the next episode, I'm going to take you specifically into my power sheets and talk to you about my specific July goal setting process and how I do that after the mid-year review because I think that that will really help you. So stay tuned. I think that that's what I'm going to do for the next episode. But yeah, in fact, that just made me think you guys were probably anticipating an interview for this episode. I was supposed to interview Erin King. That had to get bumped to the second half of the month. So no worry, she's still coming. But I thought I'd just tell you that in case you're like, okay, this has been great, Rita, but I thought you were going to interview Aaron King. Things happen, right? Things have to adjust. So I think that's what I'll do next time so that you have some more, more detail there on my monthly goal setting process. But 
I can tell you what will make that easier for you. Setting your goals for July, setting your goals using that monthly goal setting process over and over will be if you've worked through your mid-year review. So that's what I want you to do. Obviously, I want you to go grab it because I think it's easier for me to get on the phone with you and talk about it if you use a process that I'm familiar with and because I will take it to the bank that this is one of the best reviews that you could ever do for your business. I know this, not just because it's helped me with mine. I mean, I'm on track again, guys, to like beat my income goal. I'm going to beat my revenue goal and my income goal this year. And it's because of these reviews that I do. But it's not just me. My clients have also used this review and my other versions for different quarters in the end of the year. And they say, Rita, I have never seen a review like this. Your solo CEO reviews have really helped me focus and hone in on my business. It's helped me be the CEO of my business. It's helped carve out the time that I need to make these decisions from a different mindset and in a different way. So I would not give you something that has not been tested and proven to be true. And I really, really swear by this review. So so I hope that you'll go, that you'll go to the link in the show notes, that you'll get your own solo CEO 2021 mid-year retreat guide, which again contains the workbook uh, with all of these sections. We went through every question that you'd answer in a, how would you say this, in a fillable, filloutable <laughs> for format, right? Where you can easily type in your answers and do all of that to make that easy for you if that's what you like to do. And also the agenda, a sample agenda so you can structure your days. And then guys, what I really think is the most important part is a call with me so that we can just get clear on what the next steps are. Or if you found a big glaring kind of blank space or gap, that we know what your next steps are to figure that out. Because I really, really want you to see that you can still achieve all of your goals and even surpass them by the end of the year. So if that's of interest to you, go and grab that. Because like I said, it's only on sale through the end of June. And so you're going to want to grab yours so that you can get your call scheduled with me timely so that you have the materials. Because guys, soon the mid-year, you know, kind of window is going to be gone. And we're already going to be thinking about the Q3 review. So go grab it, do it. Let me know if you have any questions. I can't wait to hear how your reviews go. Whether you use my format or you use your own, if you take yourself away for a mid-year review, I want to know about it. Tag me in a post. Tell me about it. Email me at feedback at readamamedua.com. Let me know what are your retreats like? What do you review? What do you do? I mean, this is such an important conversation to have, and I don't think enough people are talking about this piece of running a business. And so I want to hear everything I can about it. And then guys, like I said, join me next week because I think I will take you into a deep dive of my July goals, how I'm setting them, how I use power sheets, and how I'm setting the goals based on the mid-year review so that you can do the same thing. Yeah, that's it, guys. <laughs> I love this. If you guys can't tell, I geek out so hard for all of my solo CEO stuff. Taking myself away on these retreats are the best things by far that I do for my business. So I can't wait to hear what it does for you. And I'll catch you next week on another episode of the Rita Made Me Do It show. Hey, before you go, thank you for listening to my show. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please take a minute to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you get your podcasts and leave a review. 
It'll only take you a second, but it will help other people discover the Rita Mimi Do It Show. And my goal is to share this business-boosting and life-changing content with as many people as possible. In fact, because I value your time so much, every month, one reviewer will win a free coaching call with me. So if you want to get laser-focused and go all-in on the results that you most want in your business, then leave a review now. And then head on over to RitaMamieDoIt.com where you can find the show notes from today's episode. Oh.